up without a plan. There was always a plan. And I watched as my father and my uncles, who were also Masons, they meticulously laid each block of that foundation, always starting at, at a corner, always at a corner. I love the way that practical things in life have parallels to the Bible. Now, if you, if you, if you live in, if you're in a hole or something, you never get out of the house, or you may not see these things. But I love the parallels that we find. So we talk about Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Foundations were built always at a corner. And on that corner, each block was meticulously placed in order and checked for height and alignment, not just checked with, um, you know, a two-foot level and a, and a tape, but we, we set up a transit. You may not know what a transit is, but it's a surveying piece of equipment to give you the most accurate measurement you could possibly have. Because we knew if the foundation, those corners, and ultimately the foundation wasn't right, the building wouldn't be right. And that's what we're talking about. These, the subject matter that we're talking about for sure, foundations are those building blocks. Pastor did, he, he talked about it last week, about each and every one of those building blocks. And that is that sure foundation that we can build upon. If, those, if, those, if that foundation is not there, the building will not stand. Amen? Let's turn to our workbooks this evening, to page 81. And we're going to read our memory verse. This is what it calls it, our memory verse, together. Okay? He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose... The stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. Even from our childhood, we have learned this. How many grew up in and around a church? How many have ever heard the song, The Wise Man Built His House Upon a Rock? You heard it? It says, the wise man built his house upon a rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down and the floods came up. And we even did little motions with this. We said, the rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. And the house on the rock stood firm. But then, not everybody was wise. Some people were foolish. And this is how they built their house. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. 
And the rains came tumbling down. And again, the rains came down and the flood came up. The rains came down and the flood came up. The rains came. I don't know if you guys know this or not because you're not singing. I'm not sure you know it. The rains came down and the floods came up. And the house on the sand went crash. So even from our youth, we learned about foundations. Amen? I've got a picture I want to show you. Sister Lori will help us. I happen to be in the stone business. Uh, I run operations of many, uh, and this is something I'm comfortable talking about, uh, many uh, stone quarries and and, uh, manufacturing plants. This is a picture I took on Monday of a uh, stone quarry owned by the Indiana Limestone Company in Bloomington, Indiana. It's called the Adams Quarry. The reason I wanted to show this is because of our memory verse. We talked about digging deep. Again, there's a practical application to this. Now, I want you to notice... There's vegetation up here, dirt, trees, grass. These are things that we push back to get to this. This is all stone, but it's not solid stone. It's not solid rock. So that's not what we're after. From a quarrying aspect, it's not this that we're after. There's about 70, 80, 90 feet of this. That we're, we're digging through. We're spending a lot of money to get to this. Why this? Because this is the solid stone. This is the solid rock. This is dimensional. I, we can build buildings out of this. I can't build buildings out of this. But this, I can So when you go to stone quarries, like I go to, you see this a lot. The same thing you will see over and over and over and over again. So when the Bible talks about digging deep, that's pretty deep to dig to get to this, to get to the solid rock. And it's really saying that's how we want to build our foundations, is deeply. And that's why it's important for these things that we study. Why give? Research tells us that people give because they're asked. They're asked to give. How many have ever been asked to give? It is said that we are entering into the giving season, right? Like it or lump it, that's what they say it is. It's the giving season. Pretty soon we'll see, we'll see kettles and bells and, and things on street corners in front of Kroger's and Walmart. And there'll be invitations go out to charities for you know, balls where people come and, and give and eat a meal, all of that. 
Has anybody ever been to a charity giving dinner for maybe the Cancer Society or something like that? There's a lot of pretense in those, in those events. And it's all about, sometimes it's all about kind of the show of giving a little bit, right? It's what, it's what you can see there. Let's look at our lesson summary, and I'll read. Everything we have came from God. And this is on page 81. Consequently, belongs to him. He calls us to be good stewards and managers, overseers of all that we have. What are we to manage? Our very lives, which include our finances, our talents, and our time. Only through the discipline of stewardship can we effectively use these resources for furthering his kingdom. This is, not a, this is not a verse that's in your workbook, but I'll quote it. The earth is, Psalms 24 and 1 says, The earth is his, is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell, dwell therein. It says it's all God's. All of these things. I think when we think of giving, oftentimes we think about just money or just finances. But it's more, it's more than that. It is our being. It is all, all of us, certainly. I'm going to make a shout-out to some of my uh, I was broke, now I'm not friends. There's some here tonight. Uh, we learn in that about stewardship. You know, uh, I was broke, I am, now I'm not class is one of our life group classes. It's a finance class that we, that we teach along with others. And uh, it's not just about uh, those that are broke. Don't let the name uh, throw you off. It's not, just, it's not about that. It's a lot about stewardship. It's a lot about managing what the Lord gives you. Why? So you can return, give it back to him. Amen? Imagine, with you will, the widow's offering. We find this mentioned in Mark 12, verses 42 through 44. Two mites was the offering of the widow woman, and surely was a meager offering compared to the rich who gave that day at the treasury in the temple. But Jesus said to his disciples in verse 43, Verily I can say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. He goes on to say in verse 44, For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did, did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Everything. Let's say it together. Everything. Can we visualize that? Can we see that? That, that giving spirit, that giving of all by the widow woman. Stewardship. We are called to be good stewards, as I mentioned before. We often hear the phrase stewardship along with the phrase giving. Stewardship comes from the Greek noun, ekonomos, which means the manager of a household 
or household affairs, a manager or a superintendent of those things. Stewardship is not just about managing our money, but also our gifts, our talents, and our time. In 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, it talks about charity among yourselves. And in verse 10 it reads, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. None of us have the privilege of wasting our talents, our time, or our money. Let me say it again. None of us have the privilege of wasting our talents, our time, or our money. Remember, all these things are the Lord's. In Luke 16, 1 and 2, it reads, And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. So we can go to the fill-in-the-blank number one, and it's we are called to be good stewards. From Genesis to Revelation, we see the reoccurring theme of the principle of stewardship, of managing the resources God has given to us. How much we manage is not the issue with God. Let me say that again. How much we manage is not the issue with God. It's all, it's that we manage all. It's not, what we, it's not how much, but that we manage all. God is not God of a particular portion. God is God of all. I'm reminded of an of a occurrence in my life. Um, as I said, my father was a, a masonry contractor, and uh, so I was around, around a lot of construction sites. Uh, I grew up in, in the church, in and around the church, and um, so often uh, a lot of my time was in and around the church. Um, when I was uh, 12 or 13 years old, I think, um, my father, would, would, would he, uh, he beckoned me to uh, come with him, and you never knew exactly what that was going to mean, but uh, I went. And uh, we, we took some of our equipment. I didn't know where we were going, but we went to our church that we attended. And uh, the church had a gravel parking lot, total gravel parking lot. And, uh, and we started to uh, grade uh, with our equipment, we started to grade the parking lot. And uh, my, my dad was a man of very few words, and, and uh, I didn't ask him a lot of questions. I just did what I was told. And uh, so we worked for, for several days on grading the parking lot. And, uh, and then we, uh, we went and got some lumber 
and we started to form up areas of the, of the parking lot. So being quick-witted as I am, I figured out that we were getting ready to, uh, there's some work ready to commence on this uh, parking lot. So uh, in several weeks went by, and we worked in the evenings, and we worked on, on the weekends, and we worked pouring uh, section by section uh, this, this parking lot. And my, it was me and my dad and my uncle. My uncle happened to be a concrete finisher, so that worked out well, that there was two people that knew what they were doing. And uh, so that was, that was good. So, you know, as a young man, uh, sometimes you get uh, frustrated that, that hey, I'm, I'm, work, I'm doing this, and I could be doing something, something else, something that I, I want to do. And uh, so I, I, uh, I asked my dad, I said, uh, I said Dad, um, oh, why is it that we are here doing this? And, uh, and he said, because we can and we should. That's all he said. And that stuck with me for a long time. What he was saying was is that we had the, we had the resources to be able to do that. We had the know-how to be able to do that. We had the time to be able to do that. Right? And, and we had the want to, to be able to do that. So we, we did that. We, we did that. And so that's how I was raised. And that was, that was, that was a lesson in giving. We gave of all of that to the church. Now, we, we didn't, we didn't get a plaque or, you know, we didn't, uh, there wasn't a big ceremony or anything like that. Um, because we did that. But, uh, but we were happy when we were driving on it. And we were proud of it, and we were proud of what we, have done, what we had done for the work of the Lord. Amen? Matthew six nineteen through 21 is, is from the Sermon on the Mount. And I recommend that you all memorize Matthew's chapter 5, 6, and 7, if you can. As a boy, I, I, uh, I memorized those chapters, and it's, it's amazing of how many times you, you recall and run into those things that are in the Sermon on the Mount, in those chapters, particular chapters. But in, in verse 19, it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So, now we're going to number two on page 82, and it says, our treasure will be where our heart is. So what the Bible's saying is here is that what we value, what is in our heart, that's what we will treasure. And you, and you can't hide that. Can't hide that. It will, it will show up. Giving of our finances, time, gifts, talents, is not a work of art, A-R-T. It's not that. But rather a work of the heart, H-E-A-R-T. Let me say it again. 
Giving of our finances, time, gifts, and talents is not a work of art, but rather a work of the heart. That's when you're a true giver. People can try to uh, figure out how, how to give their time, and they, they may have it down to an art form, right, of how they impress, how they seem to be, you know, engaged. It's not true. It's that, when it's that work of heart, that's when it's, when it's true. We move now to the subject of tithing. Malachi 3 and 10 says, Bring ye all the tithes unto the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So number three, we'll fill in, we tithe because it is a biblical commandment. I love this scripture. I love the book of Malachi, especially this third chapter, where it's talking, it's talking about you know, the, uh, all these kinds of things. You can, you can read it. It goes on to talk about robbing God and some other things in that, in that chapter. The board of directors here at this church has a, every quarter, we, we, we meet. And we, um, we review uh, the business uh, things, the business aspects of the church. And those things include... Uh, you know, the finances of the church. They include uh, projects that the church is working on. Uh, they, they include, uh, you know, some of the, some of the uh, uh, maybe the real estate that the church owns, and we're, and, and we're thinking about vision, and we're, and uh, we're, we're interacting with, with uh, pastor and sometimes others, guests, and, and, um, and, the, and the staff, and, um, you know, going through budgets and, 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 and different things. This, we just had a meeting this past Sunday, and, and I, I had to share this because it was, it, it was a, a certain revelation came to us, and, uh, and Brother Larry Wallace is, was kind of, he, he led it, but, but um, you know, the church has, uh, for the last several years, we'd say the last three years, the church has, we've really tried to step up our missions giving, our global missions giving, and uh, and it wasn't because, because uh, we, we have a burden for the lost. That's, that's why. If you've ever been to one of our All Nations, you know, Sundays, you, you can, you certainly can see it there. We, we have an offering we take up, and, and, and it, we often have missionaries come through at different times of the year, and, and we have a real burden for this uh, worldwide evangelism and, and the lost. And oftentimes when Brother Harpo goes on the road, you know, uh, uh, you know, sometimes he texts back and, 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 and wants, wants us to help and, and do things for even places where he's at. It happens. So the, so the, so the giving of the church, and that goes on all the time. But Brother, brother uh, Wallace made a, made a connection this past Sunday. He, he, we were looking at our, our finances. And, and, and you can, uh, uh, folks, uh, church, you can see how blessed we are. How absolutely blessed we are! As I've said before, we're you know we're we're debt free, and look at all that we have, and 
And, but while at Wallace, and we, we kind of saw our pattern of giving increasing over the last, you know, several years. And Brother Wallace acutely pointed out that I think that's in relation to the giving we were given to missions. Did you get that? We gave. The church gave. You all gave. And because you gave to something that was bigger than what we could see, was broader than what we could see, right? That what happened was, is that the church, the, the Lord continued to bless you again so you could bless the church and the church was blessed. Amen? That is fantastic. The spirit of the rich man was that he wanted all to see what he gave. He illustrates the spirit of control. Those who refuse to give unless they cannot control how and where the money goes. The giver does not answer to God, folks, for where the money is spent. He only answers to God for whether or not he gave. That is so important. Again, it's not a work of art. It's a work of the heart. Right? I've known people who really got caught up on this. People in the church have really got caught up on, well, I don't like how they did that. Hmm. We can't be there. That can't be where we're at. And I can tell you, I can attest, as I just explained, as a board of director, we take, in our pastor, we take very seriously the finances that come into this church. Very seriously. We understand that it is oftentimes sacrificial. And, and we, and we are, and we are, uh, knowledgeable of that. And, and it's, and we're not, uh, we're not, we're, we try to be frugal. We try to treat it as it is our own, believe me. Offerings. Malachi again, chapter 3. What a great chapter. 3 and 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. Mm. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Number four, we'll fill in the blank of number four. Offerings are a part of God's plan for finances. Again, offerings are a part of God's plan for finances. We also talk about tithing is 10%. Of the increase, I've heard pastors say and others say it was ten percent of what? I think pastor would say is it's how do you want to be blessed? Do you want gross blessings or net blessings? Have you heard him say that? I've heard him say that. I think, but it's of the increase offerings along with that. These are reasonable services. These are, these are things, these are, again, these are commandments. They're given to us. 
There's another blank up here that's not numbered, but it says, why give of finances and services and service? His promises are, fill in the blank here, true. They are true. What did he promise us? Let's go back to Malachi 3 and 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith. Do it. Prove me, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open, he says, I will not, I will open you the windows of heaven and pour out, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Giving is worship. Mm. Giving is worship. When we give generously and sacrificially, it is not because God needs anything. He owns it all, folks. Church, he owns it all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's a lot of cattle. It's a lot of cattle. He doesn't need. He can get by without what we have because he owns it all. It's not because he needs anything, but because we want to show our love for him. Giving is an expression of obedience. Yes, but also of gratitude, trust, and increasing joy. God seeks out and recognizes those who worship him and worship him in giving. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. Now we're talking about what percentage? So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen? The Bible speaks of charity. But don't get confused with the word charity. The church is not a charity case. But rather, the Bible instructs in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that charity or love never fails. If you have your Bibles with you, I want to I read the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. It's not in your books. I apologize. I think it's important. So we understand the distinction. Do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or love? I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor 
And though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know, even as also I am known, and now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. I've been, I've been around people who thought that giving to the church was, they were giving to a charity. Hmm. That's not it. That's not it. This isn't a charity case. We are giving back to him. It's, it's worship. We're giving back to him what he has given to us. Amen? Giving of ourselves is not a transaction with God. We cannot treat it that way. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. Cheerful givers love God and love him more deeply each time they give. God is not just doing, is not just, giving is not just doing. It, but it's being. Did we get that? Giving is not just doing the act, but it's a, a state of being. We are, we are being a giver. It's a state, it's a place where we live. Be a giver. Whether it's your finances, Gifts, talents, or time, give it all to him that gave it to us. So church, we, we, as we, we have just launched into our building program for the sake of the sanctuary. I thought maybe you'd be excited about that. No, no, you didn't, you didn't see, you haven't seen any dirt move, right? But we have, we have a contractor, we have a price, 
we have awarded that contractor the job, and as of Monday, he started, he, in return, awarded some of the work to his subcontractors to get the longer lead time items started. So it has, it has started. Uh, when, we, when we add up the more than enough money, along with the continued uh, money that has come in after that giving season ended, uh, we're around uh, $2 million plus is what's been brought in uh, towards, this, towards the building. Uh, we, we have been uh, uh, working on, on um, financial, uh, from a finance standpoint, the, the finances of, that, uh, of how we're going to finance the building. We've been working with uh, uh, institutions to help us, and there, there's, no, there's absolutely no issues with us uh, bridging whatever gap is there. Now, now we, we believe uh, we did that because we're good stewards, We're managing, right? But, but we also believe that, you know, with the time frame we're looking at and, and with uh, the giving that has, that has went on and with, you know, uh, some of the, I'll just say, prophetic things that, that, that people have said to Pastor and others that, um, that uh, as, as Sister Amanda delivered a long time ago, there will be more than enough to build this building. You, you see, you never know exactly how it's going to how it's going to play out. Exactly what it's going to look like. We 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 always think we know what it's going to look like, but sometimes we don't know exactly what it's go, what it's going to look like. So it may look different than what you imagined, right? But uh, but but it's it was it's from God, so we'll, we'll so we'll wait on Him. Uh, so, we're, so we're going to build a sanctuary, and, and our hope is, and our belief is, is that as we get finished up with the sanctuary and get along, that we'll we'll add to that phase two, which is the administrative wing and the educational wing. But but it doesn't stop there. Uh, we we have we have an, uh, we have uh, uh, as you know, uh, we're starting an, a Christian academy. And um, we need a building. We need a building. We'd like to have a building here right around us. Right? Uh, we haven't bought one. We're, we're not, you know, we have, we have thoughts. Uh, you know, we have, uh, we're looking around. We're seeing, you know, what's, what's there. But we want a building. Uh, we need a gymnasium. How many, how many uh, young or older folks would like a gymnasium? Oh, maybe we don't need a gymnasium, but I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe we don't need that. We do need that. It's important to keep our young people near the church. Amen? So I, I say all that to say this, that, that, that our seasons of giving uh, are, are coming to you to ask for you to sacrificially give. 
uh, to participate. Those aren't over. Those aren't over. So we have to be, we have to be in that state of giving. We have to be, we have to, it has to be a state of being because that's where we're at. If we're going to grow the kingdom, these are the last days. We have to be in that state of being. That means we have to be givers. God help us all with our finances. Help us all to be good stewards of what you've given us. And help us to do more than we've ever been able to do before. Amen? I love a song that Dan Dean wrote some time ago. And it says, I will give you all. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. And if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, let me remember Calvary Cross and be willing to say yes. Do you know that song? Let's sing it. I will give you all. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. And if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, let me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. Let's sing it one more time. I will give you all. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. And if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, let me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. I will give you all as my prayer. It's what I want the theme of my life to be. Not just all my finances. When we talk of all, we talk of our resources, our finances, our time, our gifts, our talents. It's all his to do with what he can do, what he can do with it. Amen? Amen. I hope that you have received something this evening from this from this. Bible study. Um, I am so thankful for the word. I'm so thankful for our pastor. I want us to keep our pastor in our prayers, thoughts and prayers, as he goes and spreads the gospel. And, um, and I can tell you, there's, there's not a, and I don't say this without, um, I say this with a lot of pride, and I'll admit that. Uh, don't we have the, isn't he the best? Just the absolute best. Um, uh, and, I'm, and I'm not saying this to score brownie points or anything. I'm, I'm way too old for that. 
Um, but it, it, it really is. And, and so I'm so thankful, so thankful for that. And we're so blessed to have the shocks here. And, and we're so blessed for all the other ministers. and the we're, we're so New Life Fellowship, you are blessed. You are blessed beyond measure. Let's all stand and we'll pray together. Lord, we thank you for the blessing of studying your word together. We ask that you would help us use our voice, prayer, fasting, and giving as building blocks for a sure foundation in our lives. May your love and grace follow each of us as we return to our daily lives. Refreshed and blessed by you. We pray for your hand of protection on our pastor and his family and this church as we enter another dimension in the spirit. We ask all this in your wonderful name, the name of Jesus, and we say amen. Thank you. Shake each other's hand or bump elbows or whatever. Be friendly. We'll see you Sunday morning.